You're listening to Your Financial Compass with Scott Vallon. These shows are designed to provide information to both pre- and post-retirees so you can make well-informed decisions about your financial future. Our financial compass process goes beyond traditional holistic planning. We care as much about you and your lifestyle as we do about your plan. At the Bullman Wealth Group, we want to help you define what matters most and inspire you to go and do it. Your host is Bullman Wealth Group financial advisor, Scott Vallon, who for more than a decade has made a difference in his clients' lives by providing financial leadership. Hello and welcome to the Your Financial Compass podcast. My name is Scott Vallon, financial advisor with the Bullman Wealth Group in Roseville, California. And I say Happy New Year because this is the first episode that I am recording in 2023. And my gift that I received for New Year's was a cold. Uh, My kids, who are eight and six, they were fighting colds over the holidays and they managed to give it to both me and my wife. Um, so if I sound a little under the weather, uh, it's because I am. But the show must go on. So if, if I am uh, sound nasally or what have you, that's it, um, in case any of you are wondering. But I'm still excited to record the show. Got some pretty big stuff to cover. And really, the main point today will be an overview of the Secure Act 2.0. We've talked about it in previous podcasts, and you know, at back then I referenced, hey, it's really just a matter of time before it passes, and it did pass. This whole new Omnibus Act that passed through the Senate, well, part of that Omnibus Act was the Secure Act 2.0. So as of January 1, it went into effect. So today, we're going to walk through some of the finer points of the Secure Act 2.0. What does it mean? What does it mean for you? What changes? Uh, there's a few smaller tweaks and changes we won't go over. We're just going to tackle the, the big ones, what I, what I find to be the most important ones. We'll go through those and just, like I said, talk about what it means for, for you. And we'll also spend a few minutes at the end of this show um, talking about the inflation adjustments, as they call them, to retirement plans. In other words, you can put more into your IRAs, 401ks, 457s, 403bs, and we'll talk about what those new amounts are. Um, also too, if anything you hear today prompts questions and you want to chat more, you can reach us at our office at ask at bullmanwealth.com. That's A-S-K at B-U-L-M-A-N wealth.com. So now that that is out of the way, we start off the Secure Act 2.0 passed. What in the world does that mean in the biggest change, in my opinion, is they've changed the age when RMDs need to start. You know, a few episodes ago, we talked about RMDs, what are otherwise known as required minimum distributions. These are the amounts that you're mandated uh, to have to take out of um, your retirement accounts at various ages. For the longest time, it was age 70 and a half. Once you hit that age, you had to start taking it. Then, the last Secure Act passed January 2020, and they changed the age to 72. Well, now, starting as of just a few days ago, the RMD age is 73. You know, they've added a year to that. And by 2033, so 10 years from now, it's going to increase to age 75. So, you know, if, if you're right on that cusp of, you know, turning, say you are turning 72 this year, 
in 2023 and you thought you were going to have to start your RMD, well, guess what? You don't have to. You can certainly take money from it, from say you have an IRA, a 401k, uh, but you're not mandated. So that's one thing to keep in mind is the age has changed. And, and there's a couple caveats, which I'll get to here in a second. Um, well, actually, I'll go into it right now. So if you turned 72 last year in 2022 or earlier, and you've already started your RMDs, well, guess what? You have to stay taking them. You don't get to skip a year or anything like that. You still have to keep on the schedule that you were prior. So if you turned 72 last year um, or you've already been taking your RMD, you have to stay on that course. So, So it doesn't really mean as much for you. But on the flip side, if you were turning 72 this year, In 2023, and maybe you're already scheduled to take a withdrawal here in the coming months, well, maybe you want to rethink that. Maybe you can put it off. As I said earlier, um, you can still take money if you want, but it's just not a mandate. So keep that in mind. So like I said a few minutes ago, the biggest change to me is they've changed the age of RMD starting up to age 73 from 72. And then by 2033, it's going to age 75. Another thing with RMDs is in the past, if you failed to take an RMD, the penalty was 50%. So, you know, for every dollar you were short or didn't take it, there was a 50% penalty. They've also changed that and made it not such a detrimental penalty. Obviously, you still want to take your RMD. You don't try to bypass it, but the penalty isn't as severe. So in the past, it used to be 50%. Well, now that's dropping to 25%. And there are some very small cases, very specific cases where that could be just 10%. But for most scenarios and situations, um, the penalty will now be 25% if you fail to take your RMD um, reduced from 50%, which is you know the penalty for the longest time. Another RMD change that was made um, in the SECURE Act was in the past, as we've discussed before, if you had a Roth IRA, a Roth IRA, there was never any RMDs needed. However, if you had a Roth 401k, well, you did have to take RMDs from that. Well, starting in 2024, under the SECURE Act 2.0, there's no more RMD mandates for Roth 401k. So that starts next year. You know, again, Roth IRAs, no RMDs are needed. Starting in 2024, if you have a Roth 401k, you know, if you're still working or if you have a, you know, an old Roth 401k from when you were working, starting next year in 2024, you don't have to take any uh, RMDs. Another thing for people that are maybe work older, quote unquote, and still working, is they are changing the Secure Act 2.0 creates a bigger catch-up contribution. What does that mean? Well, um, and we'll tackle this in more depth later, but generally once you hit age 50, you can start putting more into your 401k, into your IRA. Uh, They call it a catch-up provision. Well, um, this year, so in the past, someone age 50... 50 or older, if you're still working, you could put $6,500 more into your 401k than someone who is 50 or younger. You know, if they were contributing into the same plan, if you're 50 or older, you could put in $6,500 extra. 
Well, in the Secure Act 2.0, you know, that's increasing. So what that means is as of January 1st of 2025, that catch-up provision increases to 10000 extra that you can put into your 401k um, or 403b or 457. The thing is, it's for savers ages 60 to 63. So for a very small window, you know, if you're still ages 50 to 62, well, you can do, you know, the catch up of, which is now 7,500. As of 2025, if you're 60, 61, 62, or 63, that number increases to 10,000. So that's a pretty big jump there as they're trying to, you know, get people to be saving more. So that is a pretty big change as well. There is one caveat, though that I saw in uh, the Secure Act kind of literature. And the way it works is if you earned more than $145,000 the previous year from your employer, all your catch-up contributions at age 50 or older must be made to a Roth account. So that wasn't always the case in the past. In other words, I'll say that again. If you earned more then $145,000 in the previous calendar year, all your catch-up contributions at age 50 or older will need to be made to a Roth account in after-tax dollars. Individuals earning less than that, so $145,000 or less, well, um, they're going to be exempt from that. So that is a little bit of a wrinkle that was not the case in the past. So, you know, starting 1-1 of 2025, you can put more into your plan, but just know if you're a higher income earner, uh, they're going to mandate that you put that extra money into a Roth account. Another thing I noticed, too, is deals with student loan, people paying down student loans. Maybe this is for some of our younger listeners. Uh, but starting in 2024, so starting next year, employers will be able to match, quote unquote, match employee student loan payments with matching payments to a retirement account. So this gives workers an extra incentive to save while they're paying off their loans. What that means is, you know, a lot of times if someone is, you know, entering the workforce or, or what have you, and they're, sometimes they'll choose between one or the other. Like, gosh, I owe all this money on loans, student loans. I want to pay those down first before I then start contributing to my 401k. And maybe it puts them a little bit behind. So like I said, starting next year, employers, and I'm guessing they're leaving it up to the employer. We'll find out. It'll be up to them. Employers will be able to match employer student loan payments with matching payments to a retirement account. So if you know, John or Jane Doe is working, putting into his or her 401k and paying towards student loans, an employer will have the ability to match more into that 401k kind of as an you know, as I said a second ago, an, an incentive to give workers, you know, the ability to contribute into both. Because if you knew you have the ability or potential to get more into your 401k while still paying down your student loans, I think that would entice some folks to want to put more aside. So that is a, a thing that really stood out too. And, um, you know, as, as we look through the different things that pass through the SECURE Act 2.0, um, as I mentioned at the top, the biggest change, in my opinion, is probably just the age where you need to start taking your RMD. And, and just to reiterate, I know I've said it a few times, if you take anything away today, if, you're seven, if you turned 72 last year in 2022, or if you've already been taking 
your RMDs, nothing's changing for you in that regard. This is really for people that are right on that edge of 72 or 73. If you turn 72 this year, 2023, you don't have to start your RMD this year. You can wait because now the age is 73, not 72. By 2033, it's changing to 75. The last thing I wanted to touch on in this relatively short podcast is the inflation adjustments to retirement plans. What that means is, for the most part, you'll be able to put more money aside into your retirement plans than you could before. So I'll go through those quickly to show you what the changes are. So we'll start off, if you have a HSA or health savings account through your work, if you're an individual, you can, as of now, starting immediately, you can put in $3,850 a year. For family HSA, that number increases to $7,750. Now, in terms of IRAs, just minimal changes to how much you can put into, into these. So say you're age 50 or younger. If you have either a traditional IRA or Roth IRA outside of your workplace, in the past, you can put in $6,000 a year. This year, increases to $6,500, so a $500 increase. If you're over age 50, the number used to be 7000 now you can put in 7500 So if you're over age 50, starting this year, you can put in 7500 into your traditional IRA or Roth IRA, and those are always done outside of a workplace. And finally, for the majority of us, if we have a 401k, a 403b, a 457, or maybe for some state workers, a thrift savings account, thrift savings plan, TSP, well, the numbers increased a little bit more with those. So if you're under age 50, in the past, you could put in 20500 a year into your 401k or equivalent. This year, that number increases up to 22500 So it's increasing by $2,000. So this year, you can put away more, $2,000 more than you could in the past. For those over age 50, the numbers increase as well. So if you're over age 50, you can put in up to 30000 starting now into your 401k or 403b. So you can put in $30,000 into one of those work plans. And, and one thing I get asked a lot, you know, sometimes people have a Roth 401k and a traditional 401k option, and they'll say, well, uh, you know, could I put in 30000 to both? And you can't. When it's a traditional 401k and a Roth 401k, you have 30000 total you know, if you're 50 or older to put into, sometimes people do half into each, but you just can't do 30,000 into each. It's 30,000 combined. That 30,000 does not count any employer contributions. It's only what you put in. So just to reiterate, if you're under the age of 50, starting right now in 2023, you can put in up to 22,500. If you're over 50, the number increases to 30,000. So like I said, today was going to be a little bit shorter just for, you know, we've covered some of this in the past with the Secure Act 2.0, but now it is officially law. So I think we did a you know, good job of running through the ramifications and, and what that means for you. If you have questions, you can reach out to us at ask, A-S-K, at bullmanwealth.com. And again, I'd love it if you'd give us some reviews online, if you enjoy what you've been hearing. But that is it for me. Hopefully next time I record my cold will be gone be back to normal but thank you for listening and now here for our legal outro
This show's content is for information purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or an indication of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Opinions expressed are solely those of Bullman Wealth Group and our editorial staff. The information contained in this material has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. Any statements of opinions expressed should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of any state other than the states where otherwise legally permitted. Advisory services are offered through Chris Bowman Inc., DBA, Bowman Wealth Group, and Brookstone Wealth Advisors, registered investment advisors. Insurance products are offered and sold through Chris Bowman Inc., DBA, BWG Insurance Agency.